Hello and happy Sunday. I'm so glad you're joining us today. My name is Matt Wolf. I'm the lead pastor here at Stapleton Church. And whether this is your first, first time or you're coming back last week after your first time on Easter or you've been a part of our church for years, I'm so glad that you're watching today as we continue our series of victory. But before we did that, I wanted to celebrate a little bit about what happened last week. Easter. It was a crazy Easter, the weirdest Easter of my life. But it was awesome. We had so many new people join us, a lot of people for the first time. And if that's you, I'm so glad that you decided to join us again this week. We were praying and thinking months ago, we, we set our goal so that we would have 801 people come to our Easter service. You know, at the time we were planning four different service times here at Hangar 61, including one that was going to be a sunrise service. We couldn't do any of that. We couldn't meet in our facility. We couldn't have a sunrise service. But guess what? We prayed. We still asked God to show up in a big way. And after we looked at the views at the end of Sunday, we counted that there were over 850 people who tuned in. That's incredible. By our best guess, over 850 people. We surpassed our goal that we were praying for. So that is something so exciting. Thank you for inviting your friends. Thank you for sharing the stream. Thank you for hosting watch parties so that other people could join in with you. Thank you. You made our Easter a success. We even counted that after the fact, people that joined us after the service, that we had over a thousand views on YouTube and on Facebook. So we are really excited about that. And we believe that God is continuing to move here in our world, even in the midst of coronavirus. One other exciting thing that because of your generosity last week, we said if you give to the Benevolence Fund last week, we're going to give every single dollar to help homeless people who are hungry. We gave that money to Denver Rescue Mission, and because of your generosity, almost $2,200 were given. Almost $2,200, which means that 1,137 meals will be fed to those who are in need right now. Man, that's amazing. With so many people dealing with unemployment, people who are homeless on the streets trying to survive right now. Wow, you as a church stepped up big time, so thank you for giving generously. One other thing. I did mention last week, and I started it last week, was the devotional that I'm doing called Living in Hope. If you want to get those video devotionals sent to your email inbox daily, make sure you go to stapletonchurch.com slash devotional and sign up there so that I can send those emails to you every morning and you can learn to live in hope. Because living in hope is so important right now. And today we're going to learn how to have victory in our lives. Because the biggest war we're facing, if we're honest, the biggest war we're facing is the battle within. So how do we win the war within? That's what we're going to talk about today. You know, I do believe that there is a battle that goes on within. Maybe you saw passed around this week some of the workout fails, particularly the ones that people were doing at home on quarantine. And if you watch these videos, you know that people are their biggest enemies, right? We are fighting ourselves. We do stupid things. We think we're smarter than we are. We think we're stronger than we are. And there's mess-ups and there's failures. I think it's hilarious that we could watch these because what this says is not only did someone do something really stupid, one, but two, they took a video of it. There's proof. And three, they posted it online. I mean, come on. We are our own worst enemies. We are our own worst enemies. And I, I don't just mean here in this silly sense that we do stupid things, but there are things that we want to do that we don't. Dwight Moody said that I have had more trouble with myself than with any other man. I think Moody was right. I think you would agree with me because haven't you ever thought when you woke up in the morning, today is the day I'm going to lose some weight. You step on the scale 
and you look at the number and you say, whoa, it's time to lose weight. And you think maybe even I can trick myself. You take off your clothes. Maybe that will get me down to the weight I want. No, not even close. You say, today I'm going to make better, healthier choices. You have all this excitement about the day and you're going to start new. And then you go downstairs and there's a smell in the air. Someone has been cooking. And your whole resolve that today was going to be the day that you were going to start something new on your own. It just melts like the butter that's cooking in that skillet. Oh, is that French toast? Oh, that smells good. And then all of a sudden, boom, all your healthy choices are out the window. I, I might as well have that second piece, that third piece of French toast. Oh, who, uh, might as just well eat whatever I want today. Tomorrow I'll start. You ever done that? I have. The reality is, is we fight within. The war within is hard to win. We're almost too mild. Sometimes it feels like we're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I don't just mean for issues of self-control. Because what really happens is there are things that are moral issues. We're talking about sin. There are times where you say, I don't want to be that kind of angry person. And then your kids start to annoy you. And then frustrate you. Then you get angry and you lash out and you say things that afterwards you say, did that come out of my mouth? Who have I become? Or we click on an image on Instagram and we think, oh, I shouldn't look at that. But you click anyways. And then you end up clicking a few more images. And then you've spent a whole hour looking at things you never should have. See, there are things that we don't want to do that we do. There's something at war within ourselves. We are sometimes Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. We're at war within ourselves. So how do we win that war? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Because we do need to win the war. And I want you to learn one important lesson today. One really important lesson that I hope that you live, learn, memorize, and apply to your life. And it's this. The spirit is stronger. You heard me. The spirit is stronger. The spirit of God who lives in you if you are a follower of Jesus. That spirit is stronger than whatever you are fighting within yourself. Whether you're simply trying to set goals for yourself, stay focused, get rid of some of the self-doubt that you're dealing with. Maybe it's fear that's overwhelming you and, and stopping you from doing what you think you should. Or maybe it's a sin that you're battling, a lust, a greed, a desire, an anger, an emotion that you can't control. Whatever it is you feel like that you are fighting that war within, I want you to know that the spirit is stronger. The spirit is stronger. And today what we're going to do is we're going to jump back to last week because last week we learned as we looked at verses 1 through 4 in Romans chapter 8. We, we learned from those that Jesus was condemned so you could live in victory. You see, Jesus died on the cross. And when he did that, he took our sins upon himself so that we could be forgiven. And when he rose from the dead, what we celebrated, when he rose from the dead, it proved that God has the power to free you from your sin and offer you forgiveness. Now that's amazing news. So I wanted to remind you of that by looking back at verses 1 and 2 as we start off today. The first thing that you should notice in verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. I'm reviewing right now because it's so important for what we're going to talk about next as we continue our study through Romans chapter 8, one of the greatest chapters in the entire Bible. Because what you need to know is that we are fighting actually already from victory. Because Jesus has already won. His spirit has already set us free from sin and condemnation. 
Warren Wearsby, the preacher, says, Remember, you are not fighting for victory, but from victory. For Jesus Christ has already defeated Satan. We are fighting from victory. Now, that should completely change our approach when we talk about self-control, when we talk about fighting the emotions, the desires, the sin within. Because we are fighting from victory. Jesus has already won. You know, there's that kind of funny scene in one of the prequel Star Wars in Episode 3. Because there in the battle, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, I have the higher ground. It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! After they've been fighting for a while, he says, I have the higher ground, meaning I have the upper hand. I'm going to win. And he did. He won the battle against Anakin Skywalker. Uh, it's turned into a meme. And of course, a lot of people make fun of it. But the point is, he knew that he had the upper hand. He was going to win. It's like in the chess match when checkmate has been achieved. There can still be several moves that uh, the opponent still makes. But you know that victory has already been had. There is checkmate. And guess what? Jesus already won. He already defeated sin. He already defeated the devil. He already defeated death on the cross. We have victory. We've already won, even though the enemy might not know that he has lost. Maybe he's still playing, even though the enemy within is still fighting. We have victory, and no matter what we do, if we are in Jesus Christ, if we have our faith in him, no matter what we do, even the gravest sins we commit, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, those sins will be forgiven. It's once for all time, past, present, and future sins. We are fighting from victory. And that is so important. We need to know that when we're in this war and fighting this war within. So often we blame our past. We say, because of what happened to me in the past, there's no way I could change. Or, or hey, I, I just have this psychological thing. Man, it's so complex. It's so difficult and complicated. I don't think I could ever get out of this. But you can. You can. Jesus already won. The spirit is stronger than what you're dealing with. You may say, well, you know, every man deals with this or every woman struggles with that. Mm, possibly. But because of Jesus, you can win. We can win. We have victory through the Lord Jesus Christ, through his spirit who lives inside of us. The spirit is stronger. Don't ever forget that. The spirit is stronger. He's already won. He's already won. And that's why we need to start looking within ourselves and waging the war with the power of the spirit behind us. Now, I want to look at verses five and six right now. In verse five, we read those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. It's interesting, if you continue reading on through verse 10, and I encourage you to do that on your own, you realize that five different times in just these six verses, Paul contrasts the life lived with the mind governed by the flesh, and the mind governed by the spirit. He goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Because he's saying that we within ourselves are divided. We within ourselves are divided. Now this word flesh here, it's often misinterpreted to mean our human physical body. That the desires of our body are wrong. But that's wrong. That's a bad interpretation. In fact, if you read this passage itself, Paul goes on to talk about the physical body with a different word. He says body. But here the word flesh is a different word. And what he's referring to is actually our sinful nature. The thing we inherited by being human from Adam, the first human being, when he sinned, every human being after him inherited that sinful nature. We have it. We all know it. That we are drawn into sin. That we are drawn to, to do what's wrong. 
in that temptation, that drawing of sin is within ourselves. Now, it's real easy to blame things outside of ourselves, the temptation that's out there, the person who's out there um, that maybe we uh, are attracted to that we shouldn't be. But the reality is that it's within that the battle is. We, we need to realize that our greatest enemy is within. Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, once said, Beware of no man more than of yourself. We carry our worst enemies within us. Or, as the great philosophers Lit once said, it's no surprise to me, I am my own worst enemy. We are. We're our own worst enemy. We have to admit that that desires that to do wrong, to not do what's right, is within ourselves. Can we admit that? There's been a big movement over the last probably 200 years, according to one historian who, by the way, was an atheist. He said there's been this movement that, that's not normal for all time, but this movement that we should follow our heart. He, this historian who's an atheist, looked at how that was drawn out of romanticism in the 18th and 19th century. And then into the 20th century, it was spurred on by consumerism. You need to follow your heart. You need to do what you desire. Do what you love. I think it's epitomized by the old Diet Coke commercial. Diet Coke. Do what feels good. Do what feels good. Do what feels good. That's really the philosophy. And we think that that's the most important thing. But here's the problem with that philosophy. Sometimes we're divided within ourselves. We want to lose weight and then we eat the food. We want to set this goal and improve ourselves and then we don't do it. See, we are our own worst enemies. We don't know how to follow our heart because our heart itself is divided. We need to admit that and acknowledge it and realize it because in a spiritual sense, we need to learn that we have two different natures within ourselves. There's our old sinful nature. And for those of us who have followed Jesus, his Holy Spirit comes inside of us. So there's the sinful nature and the spirit at war within us. So if you're saying, oh, well, just do what the deepest desire of your heart or, or follow your heart or, or do what you desire. Man, that's going to get us into trouble because we don't even know what we want. Or we want something one day and something different the next. Or something one moment and then the next we change our mind, if we're honest. You know, a lot of people denigrate the idea of sin and they don't want to talk about it nowadays. But that's what it is, sin, because there are things we know are wrong. Even if you're not a Christian watching this or listening right now, even if you're not a Christian, you know there are things that you do that you don't want to do. You kick yourself. How could I do that? I didn't want to lie and then I started stretching the truth and exaggerating and then I made up a story here. It was no big deal. And then I made it even bigger and now I'm a liar. I have completely deceived people in my life. That small lie grew and grew and grew and grew. And we look at it and we say, how could I have done that? So what I'm saying to do today is that the war within is against yourself. You have to admit, even if you disagree with everything I say, that you do things that you wish you hadn't done. And things you want to do, you struggle to fulfill. We have a war within. We struggle because we have a sinful nature. I think we should desire and um, strive to follow the Holy Spirit in everything. And therefore, we must go to war within. The battle is within ourselves. We can't blame it on outside people. We can't blame it on that person who for spending too much time with us. Or we can't blame it on that person that, oh, you know, I always get into trouble because of them. No, no, no. You were the one who went with them. You were the one who gave into peer pressure. You were the one who, who were, was afraid of what they would think of you more than what you were afraid of what God would think of you. See, the war, the real war, is within. And we've got to go to battle and learn how to fight. 
And this is what we need to learn. The spirit is stronger. The spirit is stronger than the sinful nature. It overpowers in an arm wrestling match. The spirit wins every time, every single time. And that spirit lives in you. The spirit is stronger. That's what Paul continues to say if you jump down to verses 12 and 13. He says, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. I would much rather live than die. And sin leads to hurt. It leads to self-harm, harming others, destroyed relationships, and death eventually. But if we walk in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, if by the Spirit we put to death the misdeeds of the body, as it says, we will live. We will have peace within ourselves. It will better our relationships. We will find victory in Jesus in this life and eternal life ahead. The Spirit is stronger. And by the Spirit, we have to put to death the misdeeds of the body. There's this really old book called The Mortification of the Flesh. Mortification, of course, is just an old word for killing. And John Owen wrote that book, an old Puritan, and I encourage everyone to read it. It's a great theological book about how we can do this. How can we get rid of the sin that we want to get rid of in our life? How can we do it? And in it, he says one powerful thing. We need to be killing sin or it will be killing you. Be killing sin or sin will be killing you. He's right on. We've got to put it to death. We've got to make war. We've got to fight. And we've got to kill that sin in our life. Not let it live, but kill it. In Nebraska, when Melissa and I lived there for five and a half years, we had a pretty big yard. And in our yard in this small town, there were a lot of snakes. I mean, they were just garter snakes. But man, do you like snakes? I can tell you that even if you think you like animals and you like snakes, when you go out into your shed, to get out your lawnmower and a snake falls on your head, you don't like snakes. Okay? And I'm not just talking like Indiana Jones here. I hate snakes, Doc! I hate them! Snakes are not fun. And I remember one morning looking out in my yard and there was a whole pile of snakes. I was planning on going to mow the lawn that day and I looked out and there's this whole pile of snakes. I didn't know it. What's going on? There's like a whole bunch. I mean, they're right there in my yard coming out of the ground, a whole pile of them. So I was like, I got to do something. I can't li- let these snakes live here. So I went out there with my lawnmower. I went out there with a shovel. I killed some with the shovel. I ran over some with the lawnmower. I killed 16 snakes that day. 16 snakes in one day. Because I didn't want those snakes everywhere. And if you're thinking I'm cruel, um, don't worry, there were still more. Okay, it's not like I killed all of them. There's just a lot of them. But we have to go to war to kill those snakes. I was hunting them down with a shovel so that I could kill these snakes because those snakes were invading my yard. In the same way, we let sin in our lives. And the more you let it breathe, it grows and reproduces and the sin becomes bigger and more powerful in your life. You've got to kill it. Kill it when it's young, if you can, before it's taken life. But if it, it has had this stranglehold on your life. You've got to go to war and fight it. But here's the good news. The spirit is stronger. The spirit is stronger than that. You can kill that. Uh, Look back at verse 11. This is such an important verse for today. If you're going to do anything, I want you to memorize verse 11. Verse 11, it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Do you know what that's saying? 
the power of God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity that we refer to. The third person of the Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that when Jesus was dead, his body life was no breath in his lungs. When he was lying in the tomb for three days, and when that body came back to life, do you know what power it was that brought him back to life? That breathed new life into his body even though he had been lifeless? That his brain was still able to function even though it had no oxygen? Do you know what power that was? It wasn't you know, paddles, it wasn't CPR, it was the Holy Spirit, the power of God that can bring the dead back to life. That Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that can bring dry bones back to life, that Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit who lives in you if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Wow. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. Do you realize that? This isn't just some electricity or, or a little more um, self-energy or, or all of a sudden you can go, oh, I feel good because I've done my victory pose. No, 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 no. The power we're talking about is the power that can bring the dead back to life. And that spirit lives in you if you are a believer. That's why I say the spirit is stronger. You can kill that sin. You can go to war and you can keep fighting. And when you feel like you've lost and you feel defeated, I didn't do the thing I wanted to. I fell again into this sin. You can get back up and keep fighting. And we can keep fighting and fighting until those sins are killed. We can fight because the spirit is stronger. So I don't know what the sin or, or the thing that you're dealing with right now. Maybe it's fear. Maybe you just feel overwhelmed by this fear and you don't know how you can keep moving on. I mean, think about it. The coronavirus is a scary thing. We don't know where it is. It's invisible. But guess what? The spirit is stronger than whatever you're afraid of. Maybe you're um, dealing with frustration and anger and that builds up and, and you're just verbally abusing other people. Well, guess what? The spirit is stronger than your anger. and You can overcome it. You can become a person of peace by the power of God within you. If you are struggling with lust and you keep drawn to another person or, or to images online, well, guess what? The spirit is stronger. If you're struggling with any sin, with self-doubt, with self-loathing, with hurting yourself, the spirit is stronger than whatever you're dealing with. And I want you to know that right now, that the spirit is stronger. You can fight. You can win because Jesus is victorious over the grave. And that same power lives in you. I know I'm getting fired up today, but this is something that I know some of you need to hear right now. The Spirit is stronger. And in the grace of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven already. So go out and fight from victory. Fight the war within and go fight to kill. The Spirit is stronger. Now, if you're watching this right now and you're not a follower of Jesus yet, but you feel like, I want that power within myself. I've been at war within myself and I don't have the power I want. I want you to ask Jesus into your life today. I want to give you an opportunity to pray in just a minute to do that, but I'm going to say a prayer for everybody, so make sure you keep watching for just a second. I want you to stop and pray. So I'm going to pray for everybody who's watching right now or listening to my voice. Lord God, we are fighting this war within. Our sinful nature is at war with the Spirit within us. Give us power. Give us your Holy Spirit. Let us know that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us and that we can go to war. Lord God, help us to do that. And when we fall down, to know that we are forgiven, not condemned, and we can get up to fight again and again and again so we could have the victory in our life that we want. And Lord God, help us all do that in Jesus' name. Now, if you're watching this, like I said, and you've never asked Jesus in your heart, you don't have that Holy Spirit within you. 
And if you want it, you need to make sure that you confess your sin and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. So what I want you to do is say this simple prayer with me. Wherever you are, say this. God, I know that I'm a sinner and ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus was condemned for my sins and rose from the dead. Please give me the gift of eternal life. I declare that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I invite your spirit to live in my heart. Help me to follow you and live in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer for the first time, I want you to text in the number that's on the screen. Text it in, and I'm going to follow up. I will personally give you a call. I want to talk with you, and I want to encourage you, because you made such an important decision. Make sure you text in right now, because this is such an important decision. You now have the Holy Spirit living within you, and the Spirit is stronger. So I want to encourage everyone who's watching right now to sing this final song as we declare with victory, we can declare with your arms outstretched that the spirit is stronger, that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me. Make sure you tune in next week as we learn how to continue to grow in that victory.